Joe. Yeah, boy. Welcome back to What the Fuck Mysteries with Rich and Joe. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called, isn't it? I forgot about that. That is what it's called. It's not just Rich and Joe talk shit. Yeah, we've we already done that part. We just didn't record it. Hey, I got a fucking good one today. Yeah. This is, this is good. This is right up Joe's alley. Good. I don't don't bring that weak ass shit that you've been bringing recently. I know, right? So, <laughs> dude, you know you know how you love serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is about a, a current kind of a previously active serial killer who they've never solved the mystery of. Okay, sound like Jack the Ripper. Oh man. I mean, yeah, we're going to go down a whole okay. fucking thing. Just so people are listening, when Richard says I love serial killers, I'm not like sexually attracted to them. <laughs> go around befriending them. I just uh, find them interesting. Hey, that's the thing, isn't it? There's if like... any serial killers are listening, don't try to contact me, all right? I'm, I don't want your attention. That's the thing, right? There's like those people that fancy serial killers and like... Yeah, there's people who like, like, you know, the prison guys who's on death row and that, like, there's like crazy bitches out there who are like, oh, maybe I can change him or save him. He's just misunderstood. I know he chopped up and ate his family, but they just didn't listen to him. There's, there's crazy people out there, man. Okay, right. Let's get stuck in, Joe. Let's get stuck in. Let's stuck into some serial killing. Okay, so at 1.57 a.m. on January the 27th, 1974, Joe... Right. Throwing a lot of numbers out of me just then, but alright. Just remember, remember the year, yeah. 1974, yeah, yeah. A corpse was found at the water's edge on San Francisco's Ocean Beach. Dun, dun, dun! Gerard, Gerald, i got to get the name wrong. Right, hold on. Just, just, say, it, just say it differently throughout. <laughs> say it differently, because that's what you're going to do. No, out of respect, I need to say it right. Gerald Earl Kavanagh. Oh, you solved it already? We know who the killer is. No. 49 had been stabbed multiple times. I gotta say, serial killers, they normally go for, like, young ladies. Okay, this is interesting, it's different. His left hand betrayed a defensive wound. Oh. His body was, as the coroner's register put it, in in a serpine position. I was gonna say, as the coroner's put it, fucked up. <laughs> and showed signs of slight rigor mortis. How's that serpine thing spelled? S-U-P? Yeah, S-U-P-I-N-E. Peen, yeah, Sapine. Sapine, sorry, I can't we, we use that phrase at work when physios oh. do shit. Do we? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Kavanaugh wore underwear, shoes, socks, pants, a shirt, and a jacket. In his pocket was $21.12, and on his wrist, a, ti- a Timex. That's a watch, right? <laughs> so- what, we're, what we've gathered so far is this serial killer is rich. You don't need to rob a motherfucker afterwards. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad. This is why I like doing it with you. The serial killer's balling. He's like, no, I don't need your watch or your money. Fuck off. I killed you. Joe's already on, like, the detective shit. Uh, as befits a man initially identified as John Doe, number seven, very little is known about Kavanaugh. He was born in Canada on March the 2nd, 1923. Canada, and lived in San Francisco. A photo that ran in the San Francisco Sentinel after his death shows that he was balding. He worked. <laughs> what is that interest? Continue, continue. I mean, like, the man's dead. Like, why you got to put him out in front of Let people think he Listen, went up. Listen, we're trying to solve anything about this, dude. If we, we need to know every detail. 
I don't want to honour his memory by catching his kid. I want to honour his memory by pretending he still had his hair. He worked in a ma- <laughs> he worked in a mattress factory. He he was five foot eight and weighed two hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude. I misheard you. Then when you said he was five foot eight, I thought you said he fired for eight, and I was like, what did he eat to get fired from no. the mattress shop? No, no. Five foot eight. Sorry, he's five foot eight and weighed two hundred and twenty pounds. That's a big motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, he'd been eating with the big boys. Five foot eight is how tall I am, bro. And I weigh like 150, mm, somewhere between 150, 160 pounds. So he was a big, this is a big man. He, he was Catholic. Oh, I saw that guilt eating. Never married. Yeah, that's, that's like a Catholic to me. Kavanaugh, right, let's get to the nitty gritty. Kavanaugh was the first victim in a string of homicides that to this day remain <laughs> Unsolved. Sorry, okay. <laughs> when you call them homicides, it sounds like the dude's going around killing gay people. <laughs> he was never married. He is a homicide. Hold on, man. Hold on. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. He was one of the strings of the the kiddings. Yeah. From January 1974 to September 1975, the doodler. Doodler. Oh my god, that is the worst serial killer name ever. Sounds like a fucking Batman villain. Listen, listen. I ain't saying, look, the dude is out there. Don't come and knock it. I'm not uh, saying I'm not scared of you. I'm just saying it's dude, the name. The dude, like, is very much out there. So, so just fucking watch your mouth. I don't I don't want none from the dude, but I'm just saying that's, that's yeah, it's no good name. He was sometimes known as the dude, like, on account, uh, yep, but uh, he caught the eye of the Castro's bar patrons by drawing caricatures and cartoons <laughs> of them. Hold on, hold on. Amused, flattered, perhaps titillated by the attention, man after man would leave the bar with their killer for a more secluded, intimate spot. Mm. I told you, he's going after gay dudes. Once they were alone, the men were stabbed and their bodies left on waterfronts and in parks. I told you, I fucking figured it out. From when you told me, he was 49... He was five foot eight, weighed enough like to like take down a fucking car, and he's Catholic. I'm like, okay, so he's gay. He's got Catholic guilt for being gay, and that's why he's eating so fucking much that he weighs that much, and he's not married because he's gay. In 1974, when yeah, 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 when you're not allowed to be gay, so you got to hide it, and instead of rep- he's got a dick-shaped hole in his life, but he can't fill it with dick, so he fills it with food. So. <laughs> So wait, what happened to this other guy? He went off with this dude. Okay, yeah, the dude, the dude likes to like lure men into a secluded spot. And... <laughs> Those are hey, look at this drawing. <laughs> That's how he gets their attention, dude. He like starts doodling, and like people are like, oh, you drew a nice picture of me. Oh, oh I got you. So he's like, like one of those dudes on like the fucking uh, boardwalk, like caricaturing. Yeah, time. man. All right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. So to the extent the case has been written about, the doodler has been credited with fourteen victims. Uh huh. That's some serial killer shit, bro. Yeah, it's, I think once you've done more than three in a certain amount of time, you're a serial killer. So 14 is a bona fide serial killer. One encounters this figure in the Errors Press Why, accounts before he killed him, and books of recent vintage. <laughs> but it's far more likely they were, in fact, five or six. They were. So they're, they're kind of debating how many people he's killed. 
So they're saying it could have actually been five or six instead of 14. Yeah, so they're saying the larger figure may be due to the frequency with which gay men were murdered in those years. It's possible that several distinct cases were conf- like you know put in with the doodla and the doodla was given credit that he didn't deserve. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five men were contemporaneously identified in the newspapers as doodla victims, but the count shouldn't be considered definitive. Uh, anyone, a, a veteran detective said, anyone in my position who tells you otherwise, especially when there hasn't even been an indictment, is either untrustworthy or lying. This this veteran's like, I'm not giving this fucker credit. He, he, he hasn't killed this many people. Right, sure, sure, sure. So 40 years after the fact, the story of the Doodler killings has not even curiously, has not even, sorry, has not been curiously told. Unlike cases with similar body counts, the Zodiac Killer and David Berkowitz, for example, this one was quickly forgotten. It was perhaps somewhat a matter of timing. When the killings began, it had been just a year since the American Psychiatric Association Board of Trustees ceased classifying homosexuality as a disorder. When was that? Uh, I don't know. When when the killings began. So that that's 1974, right? Okay. Um, it's mad, isn't it? Most like they're saying, who would you rather fight, this beautiful woman or this fat dude? Ah, we don't prefer the dude. He's crazy. Look at her. She's beautiful. He's crazy. <laughs> Most media outlets just maybe uh, did not consider gay men sufficiently sympathetic to rate coverage. That that's that that would be okay. Yeah, well. I'm sure that played a part. Actually, that, that, that sort of fits narrative. I say. And then four and a half years. After the killings ended, San Francisco's own Ken Horn, a ballet school dropout, was reported to the Centers for Disease Control with Kaposi's, I can't even say this, Sacra Sarcoma. Five... Uh, I think this um, podcast should be renamed to listen to Rich try and read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, that does sound complicated. Five murdered men would become relative to what followed a statistical blip. Uh-huh. So... Jay Stevens. This is the second victim now, Joe. Alright. A woman. Ah, he's mixing it up. Never identified. Found a body. Unless she was like quite a manly looking woman, we'll see. Found a body at Spreckles Lake in Golden Skate Park on June the 25th, 1974. Mm. Joseph Stevens, nicknamed Jay, had mm. been stabbed three times. Wait, what's her name? So, Jay Stevens is actually Joseph Stevens. Joseph is a dude's name? Yeah. Not a lady. So, if you, I'm looking at a picture of him, and he's very ladylike. Right, okay, got it, okay. And very ladylike. Uh, so, he had been stabbed three times. There was blood in his mouth and nose. He was last seen the previous night leaving the Cabaret Club on Montgomery Street in the North Beach neighbourhood. Police theorised that Stevens himself had driven the murderer to the park. Mm-hmm. This hits his MO, Joe. Why, what? This this is the doodler, right? This is the doodler. It's, it's all linked. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like his cup of tea. So the 27-year-old was the doodler's second victim. Stevens, born in Texas, was a popular female impersonator. Ah, uh, okay. And had been named the summer replacement at... At Finocchio's? I like this name. Finocchio, not Pinocchio, Finocchio, was an old-time club that had been around since the early 30s. (laughs) Do you know what Finocchio's is? (laughs) It's a play on Pinocchio. Instead of your nose growing, (laughs) it's a gay club, right? Yeah. 
So they got other shit going on. I mean, a cabaret is not necessarily a gay club, right? A cabaret is like dance and performance. No, I'm just having my fun. <laughs> I get you. He uh, had once been a hotspot for the military and celebrities, wrote James Smith. But by the 70s, the high tourist attendance and hands-off rules, hands-off rules, discouraged gay crowd. The gay crowd and... They largely went elsewhere. <laughs> so as soon as, they, as soon as they started doing this whole hands-off thing, the gays went, fuck that, let's go somewhere else. I <laughs> when Stevens first appeared on stage eight years ago, he made a sensation in San Francisco as a stunning impersonator. Over the years, however, he had moved away from the role of impersonating beautiful women and concentrated more on gay comedy. Oh, I like this guy. The woman who found the body, called to Warner Jepsen, an avant-garde composer who in turn called the police. My... An avant-garde closer, just, just, just arrest her, man. My God, he said, said his wife, Andrea, when we spoke recently. I remember this now. He was in the bushes. Oh, my God. I'd totally forgotten. Mr. Jepson was fuck? walking with the dogs in the park. We had two little kids. He didn't know him. What? You're going to have to say that bit again, because that's just kind of, kind of come out of left field. What? Is this bitch crazy? So the woman who found the body... Yeah. Into, she called the police and mm-hmm. she said, I remember this now. He was in the bushes. She, she, talking about back in the day when this happened. Oh my God. I'd totally forgotten. She said, somehow they've forgotten. So she called the police like a much later date after finding the body. Is no, that one? No, no, I don't think so. All right, continue. Sorry. Mr. Jepson was walking with the dogs in the park. We had two little kids. He didn't know him. So they basically like found him. All right. Uh, by 1974, the Castro was for gay men a beautiful refuge from ev- everywhere else. Uh, let's get uh, let's get into more of the nitty gritty. Okay, H- Huberman, the first openly gay investigator in San Francisco District Attorney's Office, who arrived in 1975. Uh, the bar and bathhouse scenes were jumping. Harvey Milk had just opened his camera shop. It was a pre-AIDS wonder world, wonderland. Uh, da, 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 da. But the San Francisco Police Department would not leave well enough alone. Officers Cornelius Lucy and William Gay. That's amazing that there's an officer called William Gay. They assigned him to the case because, yeah. For example, practice a creative form of entrapment. Officer Gay, as the advocate put it, would drive slowly through Golden Gate Park in a pickup truck and stop near a strolling male. Then he would stretch out and show a bulging basket in his tight Levi's. <laughs> so what is he doing? He's pulling up to these dudes and be like, hey, get a look at this. They're looking and see his whopper. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I like your tactics. <laughs> I just I just want to let Cornelius know or William Gay, whatever his name is. If you employ that shit today, you, you, you get me tooed. Once on advance, once an advance was made, Officer Gay would make an arrest. What? Yeah, so officer... That's entrapment on the next level. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, it's it's like uh, prostitution, isn't it? It's like people kind of... Uh, Okay, 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 okay. I I thought he was just picking up dudes. I didn't think it was like a prostitution record. I'm not sure now, you know. Because I'm like, if if it's not, if it ain't a crime, like, why are you picking the people up then? It's a good point. I'm reading it like it's a crime, and now I'm not sure that it is, you know. Yeah, really good, really good. Uh, Lucy William Gay, for example, practiced a creative form of entrapment. Officer Gay, as the as the advocate put it, would drive slowly through in a pickup truck and stop near a strolling male. Then he would stretch out, show his bulge. Once mm. an advance was made, Officer Gay would make an arrest. 
Right, okay, hold on. But I think it's because they're trying to find the killer. To see if that dude was the yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. And um, once they find that he's not the killer, they're like, on your way, go suck another dick. Or worse, Lucy and Gay dragged Lawrence Candler from his car after a minor traffic incident and beat him so badly he suffered brain damage. What the fuck? Man, police were crazy back in the day. Jesus Christ, they're fucking flashing their dicks and beating dudes. <laughs> Neither Lucy nor Gay were charged in the beating <laughs> because... <laughs> Because <laughs> they, 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 the guy didn't pay him after they sucked his dick, so they beat him up. <laughs> because Candler declined to file a formal complaint. However, San Francisco jury eventually awarded Candler $264,500. That's some decent money. Brain damage, god damn. I mean, he probably couldn't enjoy it if he had brain damage. I hope he could, I don't know, man. Okay, we're going on to the third victim. Mm. Claus A. Christman. A 31-year-old German national and employee of Michelin was the doodler's third victim. He was last seen alive at Bojangles. Bojangles. Christman was found on July the 7th, 1974 at the foot of Lincoln Way by the beach. Tuba Wise, now 88, was walking her dog. Moondance, and the dog was called Moondance, that's a weird yeah. name. I love that name. And that's like a, a, a racehorse name. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a band. I'm gonna call it Moon Dance after this dog. Now, it's gonna sound like Coldplay. Sounds like you go to the bookies and be like, "Yeah, give, put me a tenner on Moon Dance." <laughs> and discovered the body. The dog was running, and I followed him. She told me I knew something was wrong. I saw a man lay laying there, and he wasn't moving. I knew he was dead. She returned home and called the police. Oh, she's a bit of a dramatic bitch. This one isn't she? Christman's throat was slashed in three places. God damn. And he was stabbed at least 15 times. That's fucked. Dude's like getting a bit more personal with it, it seems. Mm. Inspector David Toshi reported the Sentinel described the murder as one of the most vicious stabbings he has ever seen. Mm. Toshi was a 20 year year veteran of the department, also investigated the Zodiac murders. Aye. Uh, at his first, at his death, sorry, Christman wore a tan leather jacket, black side zipper ankle boots with brown Cuban heels, a white Italian shirt, orange bikini briefs, one blue moonstone ring, and one brown cameo ring, along with a gold wedding band. So, am I to believe that Cyril could have took his trousers, or was he never wearing trousers? I don't know, man. That's interesting. According to the Homicide Division Information Bulletin, Christman was also found with a makeup tube in his pocket which suggested homosexual propensities. What? Basically, they're saying that just because... No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it suggested homosexual what? Propensities. Propensities, Propensity. Okay. I never heard that word in my life, bro. Is the propensity for gayness. Okay, that means he likes the, the penis? Uh, like gay, um, uh, what's Lifestyle. the fuck? Uh, uh, paraphernalia. Okay. Uh, the police now believe the three killings were connected. Police are aware of the similarities between the murder of Mr. Christman and the stabbing of Gerald, Gerald, Gerald Kavanagh last January. Sorry, Mr. Kavanagh, wherever you are, <laughs> we apologise. There also appear to be similarities between these two stabbings and the murder of Jay Stevens, whose body was found stabbed front and back at Stowe Lake. Mm-hmm. All apparently involved the victim meeting someone who suggested driving to a remote area as the beach of Golden Gate Park. How All- did he 
anyone notice? These people are dead. All three were viciously stabbed front and back. There would have been witnesses, bruv, witnesses. Not of the stabbings, but of the leading, like, uh, in the bar, yeah, yeah, leading yeah, sorry, him. Sorry. I last saw him, he got in a car. Yeah. All right, fair All three were stripped of identification and property. Mm. So Christman, who had a wife and two children, had been staying with his friends, Mr. and Mrs. Booker Williams, and had been in the city for three months. His body was returned to Bamberg, Germany, for burial. Sad. Yeah, and I mean, he had the wife and kids, they might not known he was into the gay shit, and by now they do, not just dead, as they've like, left them the revelation of, like, my husband was gay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to look for the more, the more yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. It's a long article. So I noticed that whoever wrote it is obviously into fashion, because they described everyone's clothing, like, to the fucking detail, like it's an Italian shirt, it was a uh, Cuban heels on the boots. So they're trying to say here that um, due to the like the time, that they feel that um, the police didn't investigate this situation properly. Sure, sure. So they're kind of saying, like here, um, this person says, if, if gay men were assaulted for being gay or robbed, the cops thought gay men had it coming to them. Much as they thought women had it coming with sexual assaults happened to them at the time. Good lord. I know, it's bad, right? The example that I conti continually got from cops is, I can't believe you would just walk into a bar and take somebody home. <laughs> Fucking hell. How did you meet your wife, Mr. Policeman? <laughs> it's a mad time, man. Yeah. So yeah. they came across these dead bodies and I'm like, eh, what do they get? Yeah, it's literally saying, like, you know, gay people were treated very badly at this time. Yeah, and like, I imagine all human rights were pretty poor back then, mm. but um, especially assuming anyone who wasn't a straight white male got it a lot worse. Okay, let's get on to the fourth uh, victim. Uh -huh. So, on May 12th, 1975, nearly a year since the murder of Claus Christman, the okay, as I say, because so far he's done all of them in 74. Yeah, yeah. Now yep. we're a year later. The dude left another corpse. Frederick Elmar Capine. Mm. 32 was found by a hiker behind a sand dune between Vizent and Yuloa Streets. Capin? Capin? C-A-P-I-N. Capin? I guess so. Capin, Capin. You, you choose, bro. I like Capin. It sounds cool. Capin? It sounds like you're saying the captain of a ship. Hey, captain. Six feet tall and uh, 148 pounds. Was wearing... So this dude is six feet and he weighs less than me. Yeah. Was wearing a blue uh, corduroy jacket, multicolored Picasso shirt. That sounds cool. Dude, whoever writes this fucking thing is going into super detail on everyone's clothes. Yeah. Blue jeans, brown socks, brown shoes and blue shorts. His jacket and shirt were blood soaked. Uh, they're either just trying to paint the picture of how gay these people were to confirm that the dude is targeting gay people, or they're just into clothes, or they think it makes part of the sort of story. I'm not sure, but very, very detailed on the clothes. The coroner determined that cause of death was stab wounds of the aorta and heart. Aorta. Yeah, man, whatever that is. Part of the heart. There were marks in the sand leading to Capin, he wrote, indicating that he had been dragged approximately 20 feet. <laughs> Capin had a sister who lived in Port Anglus. Port Anglus? 
It's not like Los Angeles, Port Angeles. I don't know. Washington. Never heard of this place. The local paper, the Port, An- the Port Angeles Daily News, ran an ob- obituary for him. He was a medical corpsman in the Navy and a recipient of a commendation medal oh, for saving oh, four fucking... men under oh, fire in the Vietnam War. He was in the, I bet he was in the Navy, son. Kevin was easy to identify because, as a registered nurse, his fingerprints had been taken by the state. He lived with his grandparents whilst attending school. Okay, we're on the fifth. Mm-hmm. Harold Goldberg was the dude's last and, at 66, oldest victim. Mm. John Doe was found on June the 4th, 1975, on a Lincoln Park golf course by a hiker 10 yards off the trail, slashed across the neck. His pants were unzipped and he wore... Hold on. His pants were... I got I got flustered by his pants were unzipped. Richard <laughs> <laughs> started thinking, I hope he needs to get his dick sucked before he got killed. And he wore no undergarments. The San Francisco Chronicle reported that he'd been dead for approximately two weeks. Oh, shit. Maggots and fly love occupied his face. Oh, oh wow. Uh, it should be noted that Goldberg was not a healthy man. According to the pathologist report, Goldberg suffered from portal cirrhosis. Yeah, he's really unhealthy. He's fucking dead. His liver was killing him. Uh, Goldberg was Swedish and a sailor by profession. He was tattooed on both arms, according to the immigration records, between June 1930 and July 1940. He stopped in numerous harbours, including Boston, Porto Vita, Cuba, Shanghai, Melbourne, San Luis Obispo, Yokohama, and Liverpool. He became a naturalised citizen on August 15th, 1955. Five months later, the SFPD, the San Francisco Police Department, released a composite drawing of the suspect. Ooh, they got a drawing of the suspect, bro! Uh, okay. Uh, like, not of his, like, slashed-up body, right? <laughs> no, man, of With his the... pants around his ankles. No, of the suspect, dude. Oh, the, the suspect, killer. sorry, 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 yeah, yeah, the yeah. The okay. Right, right, so, uh, you know, it'd be so, like, um... Poet, poetically brilliant if they did the character of him rather than a proper drawing. <laughs> so, he was uh, known, said the police, to frequent bars and restaurants in the upper market in Castro areas. And the upper what? Castro areas is a place. Alright, alright. Okay, he was black between 19 and 22 years old. That's young. Fucking hell. Between 5 foot 10 and 6 foot tall. Slim and frequently wore a navy type watch cap. Watch cap. I'm surprised by the age. Yeah. I don't know. You know. You know. They say that a black don't crack. He could have been like thirty and he just looked really young, maybe, maybe. Because some people do age very much better than others. Maybe. I don't know, man. Nineteen or twenty years old. That's crazy. Police. And what's crazier is that there's like sixty-six year old uh, sees this nineteen, twenty-year-old is like, yeah, fucking hell, that's someone. <laughs> Police believe the killer had a quite serious personality with an upper middle class education and above average intelligence. Quite possibly he was an art student. Duh. He informed a witness he was studying commercial arts. So he said he was studying commercial arts. Uh, One cannot judge the quality of the doodler's work. His sketches were never shown in the press. The police also believe the suspect had a history of... As UPI put it, mental difficulties involving sex. 
Okay. Indeed reported... He was one... sexuality, that's why he went out... And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Indeed reported one paper... He, he had sexual identification problems and was undergoing psychiatric care uh, on an outpatient basis. That's a belief, or... Well, heard according, according to the Chronicle newspaper, don't ask me how they'd have this answer. Maybe, maybe they heard it when he was at the bar or whatever. Because I'm going to go out on a limb and say, in the mid-70s, a black teenager who is uh, receiving, who's an art student and is also receiving therapy for his sexuality is probably going to not be too difficult to find. So, according to Chronicle, he told each victim, all you guys are like, by which he meant gay. You're all gay. Uh, witnesses were reluctant to cooperate with the police. Because mm. they're in the gay bar, they're gay. My feeling is... Bring no attention to me. My they, wife will kill me. They don't want to be exposed as homosexuals, Inspector Roto yeah. Guilford would say a few years later. I'd sure like to talk with anybody who's been attacked, Inspector Frank McCoy said, the Sentinel, which have been flooded with tips. And I'd really like to emphasise that the information we are receiving will be kept confidential. They're saying it could have been people he tried to kill and he just didn't succeed, but they were like, I can't go forward with it because you know, I'm exposing my... my potential double life or this thing that could put a target on my back you know interesting in the absence of an arrest there were rumours the late Charles Lee Morris owner and publisher of the Sentinel told the Chronicle about a Los Angeles man who encountered the doodler he was about to go to bed with a young black man resembling the composite sketch but changed his mind when a knife fell out of the man's coat mm -hmm. that's a good chance he was the doodler yeah Numerous press accounts mentioned three surviving witnesses. One was a European diplomat assigned to the States who in May 1975 met the suspect in an upper market restaurant where he was having a midnight snack. He asked if the diplomat had any cocaine. They went back to the diplomat's apartment where the suspect stabbed him six times. Uh, he lived? Yeah. Mm. For his part, the diplomat denied he'd had sexual relations with the suspect. Uh, da, 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 da. Another surviving witness was an entertaining of some kind, who uh, entertain of some kind, who according to police was nationally known. Mm -hmm. So this dude's killing some hope, attempting to kill some high-profile people. Yeah, the third, described by the Sentinel as a well-known San Francisco figure, left the city and reportedly wouldn't answer letters or phone calls from the police department. Mm. San Francisco is supposed to be the gay capital of America. The identity of the national, nationally known figure is one of the great secondary mysteries of the case. To my surprise, his name never leaked into the press. Uh, I asked Randall Alfred, the Sentinel's news editor, in 1975 who the entertainer might have been. Was it Johnny Ray? Was it Rock Hudson? Richard Chamberlain? He said it was a time of very cheap airfare from LA to San Francisco. <laughs> of the three, only Chamberlain is still alive. No comment, he said, from his manager. Hmm. Interesting. So more than a year after the Doodler killings began, little progress has been made on the case. It would be pleasant to think of the Doodler murders unsolved status as an abbreviation, but it was not when on May the 2nd, Nick Granny Goose Boltman, what a <laughs> name, was found dead in South of Market Basement. His skull fractured. His was the 21st murder and unsolved murder of San Francisco's gay men during the last year and a half. Don't sound like the way he operates. No. Guilford, who caught the case, said the 29-year-old scrotum looked like someone had stomped them into nothing. Mm -hmm. 
The San Francisco Chronicles more or less ignored the doodler kidlings until they were over. This is bad, man. I mean, obviously, I don't know the demographic of San Francisco at this time, but I feel like a black teenager studying art, receiving uh, mental health treatment for his sexuality, not going to be hard to find. Probably not many people fit that exact description. They obviously did not give a shit. If this was happening in LA, they would have arrested him and all his friends quicker than you could have believed it. I know. Okay, so six of the killings have been linked to the sadomasochist leather bars and bathhouses in the Folsom Street District. <clears throat> Teams of homicide detectives were also pressing the hunt yesterday for the Tenderloin Slasher. What a name. Okay, Who mutilates his drag queen victims and for a smiling black cartoonist believed responsible for seven, six men he picked up in Castro Village gay bars, which is the doodler. Chronicle readers responded, so I think this was put out in a, in, a, in a magazine years ago, and the Chronicle readers responded in various ways. They complained about the wealth of sordid and unnecessary details. They, <coughs> they groused that the killings might reflect badly on the leather bars, and they worried the coverage would only make things worse, publicising where gay people hung out. Mm, okay. So they I mean, were worried that it would increase the like attacks on gay people because oh, for like people released... who are homophobes. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. Right, right, right. And by the sounds of it, there was more than like the doodler doing horrible shit to gay people. Yeah, time. yeah, it does sound like because that other one, the fractured skull and the smashed up uh, balls, don't really sound like our guy. So yeah, I guess there's people doing that shit. After the Chronicle story rang, the SFPD besieged with tips questioned a number of suspects. One man, who resembled the sketch of the doodler, was taken into custody after he entered a tenderloin bar and offered to draw the patrons. Mm-hmm. Along with a book of sketches, he'd been carrying a butcher knife. This sounds like him, man. To me, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's easy to jump to conclusions, but... Fits the description or the, the sketch or whatever. It's drawing man them and the knife put falling out of his shit. It sounds like. So he was booked for carrying a concealed weapon and after he attacked homicide inspectors during an interrogation charged with aggravated assault. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, there were dozens of suspects being investigated for the doodler and other stuff at the time. And at least one of them looked good for the murders. In July 1977, Guilford said... A suspect had for the last year been questioned and had talked freely with police but declined to confess to the killings. Mm. The police reported UPI are fairly certain that the doodler is involved in the slayings but court testimony of the survivors would be needed to identify him. Yeah. I mean, if they just come along and said, that's the dude, I fucking eyeballed him, so that's the dude, but maybe they don't want to. I guess if he ain't arrested, they must have not wanted to. A week later, the Sentinel reported that department knew, thanks to an anonymous tip, the license plate number of the suspect's car and had even spoke to the psychiatrist who treated the doodler. Mm-hmm, wow. mm-hmm. Uh, the psychiatrist told investigators that the suspect admitted during one session that he had committed the brutal slangs. Fucking hell, there you go. You've, I mean, uh, you feel like they've got quite a lot on this guy, whoever this yeah, guy is, no, right? Case closed! Yeah. You think so? Sounds that way. Three and a half years after the killings began, 
Rich, I'm not a detective. I'm 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 a dumb as fuck kind of detective. That's not my skill set. But I already know how to find this guy. You told me all that shit. That's such a narrow profile. You go find out. It sounds so e simple. Let's see. So, so how they how they're fucking it up and fumbling it up? I don't know, man. So what are you saying? So three and a half years after the kids began, Harvey Milk, that's a great name. Who yeah. four months later would be elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors? That's the the movie with uh, who is it? Chris. Um... Oh, the pen. Yeah, Chris Penn. Yeah, sure. Uh, 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 30% of vote was asked about the case and in particular the uncooperative surveying surviving witnesses. Sorry, mm. and he said, "I can understand their position. I respect the pressure society has put on them." He said, "They have to stay in the closet." Yeah, but if can they not just remain anonymous? I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. It's going crazy. They seem to not be able to. Mm. Maybe the the police ain't doing enough to offer them like protection for like, look, give us your testimony. If you have to appear in court, you know, we'll put you behind some sort of screens, something, you know. Yeah. You you think they'd want to actually fucking do anything they could to catch this killer? Um. After that, mentions of the Doodler murders nearly vanished. Even among the gay publications. Probably because the guy knew that they were on him. Mm. A culturally significant exception. Uh, in 1978's Tale of the City, uh, Amistad Morpin writes of the, of the doodler, a sinister uh, man who sat at the bar and sketched your face before taking you home to murder you. But otherwise, it's been almost entirely lost to history. Mm. A recent memoir by a man who purports to be the son of the Zodiac Killer mentions the doodler. And an e-book treatment of the case comprising little more than a Wikipedia entry was published last year. Mm-mm. The only people, so someone said, uh, the only people who remembered the killings were trans women who lived in the Tenderloin at the time. Sure. It's a very poorly remembered episode in San Francisco's LGBT history. So, obviously, 40 years later, uh-huh. finding anyone who knew the man, the man is awfully difficult. Yeah. Um, it all died of AIDS by then. Uh, this person said uh, they took a shot in the dark but read off the names to Jerry Pritt. Pritt Pritikin, 77, who moved to the Castro in 1964 and remained in San Francisco for over two decades. And he said, one thing about being young and gay, he said, you know a lot of people by their first name, but not necessarily their last name. Sure. Yep, and it literally says, like, a paper in 1978 said that the story headlined, police are nowhere on doodler killings. Mad. So then they, they, you know, they had said, Lust, the killer continues to walk the streets, drink in his favourite Castro bars, and go to his favourite gay baths, maybe planning on killing even more. Yeah. Now, Joe, that was like all we had about uh, the guy, right? Yeah. Until. Dun, dun, dun. We are now in the year 2022. Well, you said that I thought you were reading something off of um, a news article, but, uh, but it seems more like you just couldn't remember what year it was. No, I'm linking the story, man. <laughs> so, 
San Francisco police on Thursday doubled the reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the doodler, a notorious serial killer who terrorised the city's gay community in the 1970s and identified a sixth possible victim in the case. Police increased the reward from $100,000 to $200,000. Jesus, that's like... That's a lot of money. I thought people would start like getting their shit. Together. Even the police must be like, "Fucking hell, I can make some money." On because this. they're trying to fucking get people to come forward. Yeah. But if you was one of the police officers, wouldn't you be like, "Fucking, hell, I think I could probably actually solve this. I know all the details. Let me make a hundred, two hundred grand." The potential sixth victim was identified as Warren Andrews, who was assaulted at Lands End in April 1975. Police said he was found unconscious and died several weeks later. Mm. Thursday's announcements come 47 years to the day of the first doodler homicide, police said. Back in the mid-1970s, San Francisco police investigated a series of violent assaults against gay men. Blah, blah, blah. This is the stuff we know. Um, and so, you have to say this next one happened like 40 years later? Yeah. No, no. The, <laughs> this killer, uh, this killing was 19... Oh, it was 85, actually. 1975, yeah. Uh... So, they obviously have more information. But what they're saying here is throughout the years, it was believed that there were five homicide victims, homicide victims, sorry, as a result of a new investigation. It is believed that Warren Andrews may be the sixth victim of the same suspect. Sure. Police said in a statement, investigators believe the same suspect is behind the doodle assaults and the homicides, police said. A suspect was detained in 1976, which is what we discussed, but they were never charged, according to police. The cold case remains under investigation. But they must have some new shit because they're like they've opened they've reopened the case and bare money yeah and they're throwing money at it to like try and get this case solved. They must be receiving pressure from someone somewhere because a case that's like like forty years old, fifty years old, however many years old, like to op- throw that much money and someone must be putting pressure from somewhere because imagine how fucking full their fucking workload must be with present day shit. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it insane that this person... It's like... It's it's like if you knew... If they had known who the Zodiac Killer was all those years ago and nearly got him but didn't. Do you know what I mean? I mean... And it's almost showing like they must not have cared enough because like if you've got the guy, you know who the guy is. You've got everything. But the only reason is like these people won't come forward because they don't want... That's what I'm saying, man. Like he chose the right demographic. He co- he chose uh, a victim sort of profile that no one cared about. I bet if he was killing rich old white dudes, they'd have solved that shit. You know, 